Are you ready to change your life? Do you want to climb to places that you've never been before? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the High Hopes Initiative Podcast. Hey, everybody, for today's episode, it's going to be a little more personal and unscripted. Actually, have no notes. If you've probably noticed the last couple episodes, I have an outline and, you know, I really do a lot of deliberate thinking before recording so that I can stay on point and make sure I don't forget anything uh, when I get into talking and my rambling and stuff like that. But today there's no notes. So it's just going to be me talking from a personal experience, a personal journey that I've been on the last uh, couple months to a year ago. So uh, stay tuned. I'm excited to share this with you. All right. So as I was saying in the intro, um, something that's been near and dear to me uh, for the last, well, really about a year ago at the time of recording of this one. So about the middle of June, you're probably listening to this and it's July by now. But something that I've really been focused on on the last year is my my health, my nutrition, my working out, exercise, all that stuff. And it's really been quite a journey. I was, uh, you know, struggling for a long time, pretty much post high school um, in, into college. And then as I progressed through my 20s and now my early 30s, I've really, I've struggled with eating the right things, eating eating healthy stuff. And, and really the biggest thing I've struggled with was eating uh, the correct portions of stuff and portion control. I, I was extremely overeating. A lot of that because I was you know, just always hungry all the time. And uh, a lot of it because I really didn't know anything about nutrition. I didn't know what I was eating. I didn't know the quantity of stuff that I was putting into my body. Um, so really ever since June of 2018, uh, when I left for Afghanistan, I, I really wanted to make like a conscious effort while I was over there, be focused about my nutrition, and really work out a lot more and, and work on my physical fitness. And in, in a lot of ways, I was able to do that. I, I cut a lot of the junk out of my life. But still, it wasn't until I, I came back in uh, March of this year, 2019, that I actually, with a great help of my wife because I was completely clueless, but but with her help was able to focus on portion control of different foods and how much of certain things I should be eating. So I just kind of want to go through my history, my, I guess, history with food and, and physical fitness and kind of carry you along on my journey. And maybe you're, you're feeling a lot of those things today. Overeating is, is a huge thing. I mean, America has a huge overweight and obese, obesity problem, uh, and it, it is really to do really easy to do. It is really easy to overeat. Uh, like, how many people actually take the time and look at nutrition facts? And when we see one serving, actually look at how many grams are next to it. I don't even know the actual weight of the food was listed next to the serving size in parentheses. I had absolutely no idea for 30 years of my life. Had no idea. So just like pasta, for example, one cup, we'll say, for the, the sake of this argument, is a serving size. And then in parentheses, it'll say something like maybe 56 grams. If you actually weigh out 56 grams of pasta on a food scale, 
it's like hardly any pasta. And like, I must have been eating boxes and boxes of pasta at a time because 56 grams of pasta is not a lot. And if that's, if you're used to eating that way, that's really not going to fill you up. So you're going to either eat a lot of it or you're going to eat a lot of something else to give you that, that f- the full feeling in your stomach. Um, so before we get into all that good stuff, let's back up uh, just a little bit about me. I was a, an athlete in high school. Uh, worked out all the time in extremely good physical shape. My diet was not the best. Um, I come from like an Italian household where you're always eating lots and lots of carbs, pasta, a lot of a lot of meat in there too. But I really wasn't so self conscious about it because I had I was in high school. What else did I have to do besides do well at school, work out, and play sports? So I was burning all of that crap off. Oh, I don't say crap. It was good good food. I mean, I love homemade ravioli as much as the next person. But I didn't have anything else to do. I didn't really have any other distractions um, to prevent me from working out. I mean, that was one of the things I liked doing, and I had nothing but available time to do so. So I was able to burn off. I mean, I was probably eating, no lie, like the amount of food. I ate 4,000, 5,000 calories a day, like on weekends and stuff like that when my mom would cook big meals. And I just was out running all the time, football, working out, lifting weights. I mean, this stuff just like, it was like it never happened. I was at least working out that excess caloric intake off so I didn't gain a lot of weight. Um, So just going through high school, it was all like that. I think it was about 185 pounds when I graduated. I'm about 5 foot 11, give or take, depending on the day, uh, the phase of the moon, the time of uh, year, but roughly about five foot eleven. Uh, so I went to college, and this was the big shocker to me. I mean, everybody gains the freshman fifteen, um, and I, I guess I told myself I wasn't going to be that guy. But I mean, what happens in college? You have a lot more free time than even high school. I wasn't playing sports competitively, and the whole new thing uh, of beer was introduced into my life. And I mean, just like cans and cans and cans and bottles, but mostly cans of beer later. I mean, I found myself uh, mixed with that and mixed with that. And our meal plan was like a buffet meal for a buffet layout for every meal of the day. So I was eating all this crap because I love food, just probably like everybody else out here. A lot of other people out here love food. So I was eating all this quantity of stuff all the time, like three meals a day, being full after every one of those three meals a day, and at night or on the weekends, drinking beer, like a lot of beer. So, I mean, my calorie intake was incredible. I mean, geez, I don't even want to know what it was. It plagues me to think about what it was because it was so high. And as that progressed, I mean, sure, I was working out, um, not nearly with the intensity and lifting weights that I was before, probably about half the intensity. And I mean, I just started gaining weight and didn't really realize it at first. And before I knew it, um, you know, progressing throughout school, uh, I think at my heaviest, I was like 212 pounds. So I went from like 185 to 212 pounds, like almost 30 pounds, like double the freshman 15. And like, holy crap, I did, it kind of snuck up on me. If you're not, if you're not careful, if you're not paying attention 
that happens. So like I'm graduating at uh, 22 years old and I had gotten my weight down a little bit more by then. I think it was about like 205, a comfortable 205. But I mean, that really, it's, it snuck up on me. Those four years flew by and I graduated like, like a fat kid. I went from the super in shape guy to like a fat guy. And like I said, didn't even see it coming. Uh, so really after that, um, I really didn't have a reason to get myself back in awesome shape. I was just working all the time. And when you're working all the time, it's really easy to not get in shape because that's kind of an afterthought. You're more focused on going to work, making money to support your family or to progress throughout your career or uh, whatever it is, whatever your other goals are. And we often kind of place our fitness and our, our health on the back burner to pursue other things. And it's totally, totally normal to pursue other things. But what I found out is you need to have a sort of healthy lifestyle built in there somewhere. Maybe of the piece of the pie you have of your time, of your 24 hours in a day, you can only give a very small percentage, but at least give something to it. Um, so I really didn't have a reason up through from 22 all the way up through 30, didn't really have a reason and was not being intentional and carving out the time to do so. A lot of it was I had, I really didn't have the time. I could have made time. I was working a lot, but the truth is I took the easy way out and I was lazy. I mean, I, I would rather, if I had free time, sit on the couch and eat potato chips and watch Netflix as opposed to like go for a run around the neighborhood or knock out some push-ups or sit-ups. It's easy to do. I mean, sometimes you want to relax and wind down and it's easy to not want to go work out, push yourself and make those healthy decisions. But really the, the thing that changed my perspective on everything, well, I would say maybe about change about 50% of my perspective is when I went, uh, so I was an army reservist at the time from 22 up until 30 and I was accepted onto uh, active duty and you obviously have to be in shape to do that, especially where I was going here at Fort Campbell and the prestigious unit that's here. Um, so that really got me thinking and I really started putting a lot of effort into working out and I was getting, you know, my run times and everything were increasing or not increasing, getting better. So decreasing in time and I was getting in better shape, but I really didn't change the way that I ate. And so I wasn't really getting the results that I wanted to, and I didn't know how, I didn't know why that was happening. And, and I've noticed a lot of people, especially like my colleagues and, and peers that I work with, they will really, really push themselves hard in the gym, running. And that's awesome. Like you're doing more than most people do, period. So that is so awesome. But they get frustrated that they're not getting to the next level. And I mean, I, I was there and I really, I know why. It's because you're eating like crap. You can work out, you know, like 10 hours a day and then those other 14 hours a day, you're stuffing your face with candy, just overloading completely on carbs, eating all this other crap. You're really not going to get where you want to be. You really, there's a saying out there, you cannot outwork a bad diet. And man, is that true? It is so true. If you want to get there, you, you have to do every, you have to commit yourself. You have to work out and you have to eat healthy. That's just what it is. Only doing one of those is not going to get you all the way there. 
quite honestly, from what I've seen in my little journey, if you have to pick one between working out or eating healthy and controlling your, your intake of food and what you're putting in your body, the controlling your intake of food will get you some pretty good results. I mean, you don't have to go outside and, and run all the time or lift weights all the time. If you just realize what and how much you're putting in your body and start eating for a targeted caloric goal, a specific intake number of calories you need to take in a day, you're going to see a lot of results and you're going to get to where you want to be a heck of a lot faster than working out alone. Or like I said, if you can't work out, you're going to get there at least some of the way there, a good portion of the way there. Uh, So when I was uh, in Afghanistan, I was really, I was focusing on, on what I was eating, not eating a whole bunch of crap, eating healthier stuff, you know, the chicken breast, vegetables and stuff like that. But I, I really wasn't doing any portion control. So all the, all the work I was doing in the gym, it's a perfect example. Uh, I really wasn't losing any weight. My body was getting a little bit more toned just from the lifting weights and running a lot. But uh, I, I wasn't losing any weight because I, was, I really didn't change my intake of food at all. So did that for nine months. Uh, I think when I came back from Afghanistan, well, when I left for Afghanistan, I was about 200, 198 pounds. Came back from Afghanistan, I think I was about 194 or so. And, um, you know, really uh, got back and really wanted to commit to getting the rest of the way where I wanted to be. So uh, really started hitting the weights hard, uh, ordered a, a squat rack for the garage. So that's... That's why I get up every morning at four. I go out and I, I hit the gym, um, work out, and then I'm very intentional with my, the food that I intake uh, for the rest of the day. But, but really, my wife is the one who taught me this, and she, uh, while I was gone, had something called a macro coach, where we paid someone to remotely help her get to where she wanted to be. She was on a weight loss journey, also. And actually, in those nine months that I left, had lost 70 pounds. I mean, how incredible is that? And losing 70 pounds. I mean, she wasn't like, certainly was not fat at all uh, before. But I mean, I came back and a whole new woman and just blew my mind. It's like, what did you do? I mean, you were a different person. How'd you do this? And she was telling me about this macro coach and counting your macros and, you know, I don't know what the heck that is. So what are macros? And she explained it to me, you know, your protein, your total carbs and your total fat intake for the day and the total amount of calories that you intake for the day, depending on what you want to do, whether you're cutting, uh, dieting, trying to lose weight or maintaining maintenance, trying to stay at whatever weight you are currently at or bulking where you're trying to put on more weight for whatever reason, whether it's, uh, you know, getting in the gym after it a couple times a day and you really want to build a whole bunch of muscle mass. Uh, so coming back at about 194, 195 pounds, like, you know, if I can get under, like if I can get to 185, that would be awesome. So uh, with her help and her kind of coaching me on how to weigh my food and you know, asking around for how many calories I should be intaking for if I wanted to cut or if I wanted to diet and lose weight, we found out it was about, uh, I think, 2,200, 2,200 calories per day. And I'm like, okay, you know, that's what the recommended nutritional intake is that I see on on all, all these food labels, right? So how hard can that be? That's average. I can do average. And boy, was I wrong. 2,200 calories is not a lot of food at all. I mean, when you start weighing your food and you're trying to like, I think of my calories as like, you know, a bank account. And every time you eat, you're making withdrawals from that. 
2,200 calories is not a lot. And I found very, very quickly that those, you know, everybody says chicken breasts are great. And I was just eating pounds and pounds of those. Like those, those add up over time. I mean, they are great nutritional things to eat, but I was eating way too many of them. Um, and was get it was just like consuming all my calories very, very early in the day for about the first two or three days and was then hungry for the rest of the day. So really like any kind of savings account, learning when to make those withdrawals and, and what to make use those withdrawals for, aka what I was eating um, to deduct those calories. And wow, that was shocking, absolutely shocking. So I can't imagine even when I thought I was eating healthy in Afghanistan, I was probably eating 4,000 and more or more calories a day. So of course I wasn't losing any weight because I was overeating even though I was working out two, three times a day. So you really like the healthy eating is is a lot of the game. It's, it's the long-term game, long-term game that's going to get you there. So uh, I think I, I cut and I dieted for about uh, maybe a month and a half, two months of just doing that. And I, I wasn't starving myself. I mean, I was I was a little hungry all the time, but I wasn't starving myself. I mean, I was eating a solid 2,200 calories each day and uh, always hitting my protein targets and um, you know, never exceeded my fat or carbs. I, if anything, I was overeating protein, um, uh, my protein target. But about two months later, you know, I got on the scale and you weigh yourself every day. And, you know, I was like one, I think 180, like, oh my goodness, two months, maybe it was longer than that. It might've been three months, I'll say two to three months for sake of argument. And I, I don't have notes here and don't feel like going through the past couple months in my phone, but two to three months later, yeah, I was down to 180 pounds. So I went from, you know, I'm being 31 years old now. So I went from in high school being like 185 pounds college all the way up to like 212, you know, pre-deployment about one, 200, 195, whatever I said. And then now at my oldest, uh, thus far, obviously, um, you know, 180 pounds. And now since I've gone up to, I'm about, I'm 185 on like my worst day now because I am hitting the gym a lot. I am running a lot. So I have put some muscle mass on, but you know, I'm very comfortable 185 pounds soaking wet on my worst day, which is perfect. I mean, that's exactly what I wanted to get to. And since I, I hit my target weight, I've gone back to my maintenance calories. So maintaining, and that's about 2,800 calories a day. So I really got good at documenting the food that I'm eating over the course of the day when I was doing the cut and really know what I can and can't afford to eat throughout the day. So, I mean, 2,800 calories. Sure, I'm still a little bit hungry sometimes. Um, I always have the feeling like I I could eat more after like a big lunch or a dinner, but I know that I don't have to. And I think that's what really the mind shift was where I always knew I could eat more before. So I did. And that's why I never lost weight, and that's why I stayed where I was. But just knowing that it, it's natural to have that feeling of you know you can eat more, but you just have to stop yourself from doing it because you don't. Your body physically does not need more. I mean, you are very intentional with what you're putting in there. You're fulfilling your body's caloric nutritional needs, so you don't need to eat more when you think you do. So um, again, an awesome, awesome journey for me, and uh, you know mixed with the running and weightlifting that I'm doing. Um, I've been very happy with the results. And, you know, I I think it's relatively, uh, like, I know how to stay on this path now. I know 
how to not gain weight. If I, if I eat at, you know, 2,800 calories and sure, like there's one, one day a week, roughly like on a weekend, my wife and I will go like, go get some food that's terrible for us. And I feel like if you don't do that, you're not as likely to stick to your nutritional plan anyway. So like we have cheat days. Absolutely. I mean, like for my daughter's birthday, um, the other day, like we had, like we just demolished her birthday cake and you know, we know that we did that. We, we hold ourselves accountable. And then, you know, maybe the next day we just don't eat. We don't use all our calories for that day. Or maybe we go for an extra run or maybe we don't. And we just like, you know what? Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to carry on. And, and one meal is not going to make me, you know, morbidly obese or gain a heck of a lot of weight. And, and sure enough, I got on the scale the next day and I was right where I wanted to be like at 183 pounds. So Cheating every once in a while isn't going to make you drastically put on weight, but that's that should be the exception, right? If you start doing that every day or you're not paying close attention to what, what you're eating, the quantity and what you're putting in your body, that stuff's going to creep up on you very quickly. I mean, I, I didn't have ice cream after I ate the cake. I didn't have cake the next day. I mean, the cake that was left over, we it made the intentional decision to throw it out because we knew... If it was sitting around, we would just eat it, and that's the lifestyle we've chosen to live is to not have that stuff in the house in the first place because it is very tempting. Um, so that's that's my nutritional journey, and just in the last like on the back end of this episode, just wanted to talk about like my fitness journey. So worked out, lifted weights a lot all the way through high school, not so much in college, and now I'm really getting back into it. And if you don't think you have time to work out, you're wrong. I mean, there's 24 hours in a day. You work, and people say nine to five, eight hours. If you're listening to this, you probably work more than eight hours. I know I do. You probably work 10 hours, 12 hours. If you work 12 hours, that leaves half of your day, 12 hours to do other stuff. And God, you got to sleep. You absolutely have to sleep. You absolutely need to spend time with your family and do other stuff around the house. We've been homeowners before. I know how much time a house takes up. But cut 30 minutes out of that 12 hours for you to do something to make you better for your health. I mean, what what use are you to your family for the long term or even short term if you're not taking care of yourself? You want to take care of yourself so you can be around for them. And that's that's really, you know, this whole initiative I'm doing is about professional development and, you know, making yourself a better person. If you're not investing time into yourself, you're not going to be able to invest it into other people. You want to eat healthy and you want to work out so that you can be around, so you can see your kids grow up, so you can meet your grandkids. I mean, I'm sure stuff happens outside of our control, but when when it comes that time for me, I want to look back over my life and say that I at least have done everything that I could in my control to try to be around for a long time. And if there's some outside plan on that, so be it. But I just want to be able to be honest with myself and know that I did what I did. I, I did the best that I can, rather, so I could have been around to see all those things. So if you don't think you have the time, you absolutely do. Wake up earlier. I mean, sure, we should ideally get eight hours of sleep. I found out through fine-tuning that I can function just as well on six and a half, seven hours of sleep than I can on eight hours of sleep. So I go to bed around, I don't know, usually nine o'clock, maybe a little earlier than that, try to be like asleep at nine or nine 30 and wake up at four every day. So you do the math there. 
not comfortable. I don't always feel like getting up at four. It's not fun all the time, especially when I have to, when I have told myself and scheduled myself to do like a lift that I don't want to do the next day. But I do it because I know that's what it takes. Other people aren't doing it. And I want to do that because I want to be, in my case, the most physically fit person that I can be among my group of peers. I mean, wake up earlier. We have all this time in a day. If, if, Sleeping is essential, but you're not making yourself better. You can't really do professional or personal development while you're sleeping. So get the sleep you need. Don't oversleep and then wake up and do something. Maybe while you're, If you have a family, your kids are still in bed, your significant other is still in bed, what perfect time to focus on you. You're not taking away time from anybody else because everybody else is asleep. So wake up and do something. If you just walk around your neighborhood, run around your neighborhood, do some push-ups or sit up something. Do something because it is really about, and Gary Vee says this all the time, it's about the long game. And you're not, I mean, fitness is not about instant gratification. You can't just lift weights one day and then look like Arnold Schwarzenegger circa 1975. It's the long-term game. You have to do it. You have to be consistent and you have to, well, consistent. You just have to be consistent. If you're not consistent, you're not going to get results. And if you don't get results, you're not going to want to do it. And then you're going to stop doing it. And you're going to be right back where you were. I'm wondering, you know, being passive and wondering why you can't get in shape. So it takes a strong desire. It takes doing the hard things. It takes rolling your butt out of bed earlier than everybody else in your house a lot of times. But do it. Do it for you. Do it so you can be around and you can be a healthy person and see your kids grow and I mean, it's so worth it. It's so worth it. All right. Well, uh, that's all I have for this episode. And thank you for bearing with me. I hope you were able to get something out of my story. I hope there was something in there that, you know, you could relate to. Um, Completely unscripted, have no notes whatsoever. Like, didn't even plan this topic. It just kind of came to me this morning as I was working out, uh, you know, just to share my story because I think think it will resonate with a lot of people. Uh, So... Please, I would love if you could just share this podcast and what I'm trying to do here with a friend, a colleague, a worker. Uh, I just really, I want everybody around me to be better and and what better way to do that than utilizing technology to just try to get this message out about self-development, personal development, becoming leaders at our work and our community and our household. And you know, I just want to, I want to share this with you and I would love if you guys would share your stories with me too. Uh, maybe you're in the same funk that I was in right now, reach out. I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to help you get through that funk and get you back on the right path. Uh, Until next time, guys, I appreciate it. As always, check out my website at www.highhopesinitiative.com, and I'll see you next time. Thank you.